is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth Channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, new topic, uh, excellent topic. So you need to, to to listen to this, you need to watch this. And my guest today is someone that's been on our show, uh, someone that is playing on, on our you know uh, radio, TV, you name it. He's on it already with his own podcast. But today, I'm going to introduce you once more, once again, the, 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 the one and the only Liam Naden. And he's a speaker, teacher, writer, a researcher, helps you understand. He helps you understand the process for creating true success in your life by understanding how to use your brain the right way. And actually, our show before was about that. Uh, so overcoming your problems, achieving your goals, and ending frustrations. He's also an experienced uh, marriage and relationships coach and author of a new book and that's where we are today we're bringing the new book to you and and the content of the book and the message of the book and uh, the tools in the book and before i announce actually the 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 name of the book uh you know he is also a host of a couple of podcasts that are available everywhere also on iHealth radio and the network uh, youtube you name it he's out there and you know it's really good and today's topic is no other than marriage uh and counseling as opposed to marriage counseling <laughs> so i love the title of the book so marriage and counseling the six commitments that heal and transform love without taking or working uh, without talking or working on the problems so liam teaches couples and individuals to do as the book title suggests achieve true happiness in their marriage or relationship by doing what works rather than focusing on what doesn't work and we're going to talk about that today. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's it. <laughs> so without any further ado, you know, Liam, how are you, man? Long time to see. We've been in connection. I love your stuff. Uh, today, it's a great day. Your book is out, I believe, right? We're ready for, for the, the big publishing here. We're in pre-release at the moment. So, uh, All right. yeah, so it's almost there. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, these are great yeah. moments, and it's a great achievement. And so, I I, I want to commend you and thank you and and congratulate you at the same time for all the work that you do and and definitely for this achievement. And I know I've I've listened to your podcast, you know, about marriage, uh, and of course the brain piece, and then and, and how people can understand, you know, how to function, you know, in a different way, and really tap into that. And in the previous show, you given us a whole new world of how to process our thoughts and how to work correctly, and and really operate in this world because it's crazy right and and today you know we're going to talk about where a lot of people potentially struggle or try to maybe just do better uh, and again we live in society marriage is part of life and um you know some people are single you know they might eventually get into this particular <laughs> situation but you have been talking about this for years and it led you to writing this book. And by the way, is this the first book that you've written about this? 
It's my first major book. I've, I've written a number of smaller books, which are on Kindle. Uh, but this is really bringing together really oh. a decade or more of, of my experience and working with people and seeing what works and what, what doesn't work. And I've called it marriage uncounseling because, unfortunately, marriage counseling, even though there's some wonderful people involved but in counseling, um, most of the people who've come to me over the years, one of the first things they've said is, I tried counselling and it didn't work. And in fact, the statistics show there's up to an 80% failure rate for marriage counselling. So I thought I really want to get the record straight there about what does work, because it's crazy that we have this idea, like everybody thinks, well, I've got problems in my marriage or my relationship, I need to go and do some counselling. But it's not the right thing for most people or for, or for the majority of people, as the statistics show. So my whole mission over the last decade has been to show people what really works in relationships. And it turns out that um, it's quite different to what most people are doing. And that's why most people are struggling and having problems, sadly. Well, first of all, I mean, just, just the concept of marriage and relationships is, is very complex. And you're right. I mean, people have you know, they get together, they love each other, and then things start breaking out somehow. And and I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you mentioned about 80% people going to counselors not working, but in general, the divorce rate is just, you know, off the roof, you know, across the, the world, right? These days, it doesn't matter what culture, it doesn't matter where you are. I think that thing is just, you know, keeping, uh, getting worse and worse and worse. Now, now I know you started this before you started actually talking about these, these things and, and, and helping people and counseling and coaching people. Uh, not counseling, but helping them. And then and then really your strategy is different. And you've written again these these little pieces of advice in the past and you put it all in one true, like this is like the go-to book, right? It's like you want to learn how to prevent things <laughs> eventually and and not get into it, right? Not get into the problem where it's too late. Now you gotta try to figure out how to patch things back. You're doing this in a, in the long run. So so let's break that down first. I mean, first of all, I love the word, the, the actual name, marriage and counseling. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you don't need counseling. You can do this, right? I mean, that's how I, I, I'm reading it right now. And it, it's difficult, though. I mean, I'm married. And, you know, it, it's a relationship that you have to maintain. There's so much stuff that goes on. Sometimes I've been married 20 years, and sometimes people are like, you know, how did you do it? There's a lot of work <laughs> on both sides, right? I'm, I'm not a, you know, just a picnic and, you know, that's how it works. And so you have sometimes to, you know, the two parties have to do a lot of work, but it's, it's important to, to break down some of these, the reasons behind sometimes of the issues, what happened, you know, to people and why they get into a point where it's kind of too late. Hopefully today you'll guide us towards like, how do we not even get there? And I, I think that is an important thing. It's like preventative everything. Like we, we talk preventative medicine, <laughs> Preventative mental health. This is preventative, you know, relationship advice. So let's talk about that. What 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 is like? What do you think? The, the, in your opinion, what are the main reasons uh, reasons people struggle in their marriages? Well, there's quite a few different reasons, really, and one of them is the complexity. You know, if you look at the the bigger picture, it's a little bit like what you said. We there's so much pressure on people now in their life in general. You know, I was reading the other day that in uh, in 1970, the average person was exposed to about six or 700 advertising messages per day. And the number now is up, up to between 6,000 and 10,000. So your brain is being bombarded. That's, message, that's marketing messages per day. 
So your brain is being bombarded constantly with all of these outside pressures and all these ideas and all of this noise. And amidst all that pressure, one of the first things that goes is our marriage or our relationship, you know, because um, that if, if it's not strong, if it's not built on the right foundations and if it's not operating in the right way, the cracks are going to start to show up just from the sheer pressure of, of the outside world. And of course, Everybody has lots of pressure on them as, as well in terms of their, their, maybe their financial situation or their career or their business. All of these outside pressures put a direct pressure on, on our marriage or on our relationship. And there's another couple of reasons why I think most people struggle. And it is, unfortunately, I think most people aren't, they would say their marriage is, or their relationship is not as good as they'd like it to be or mm. they think it could be. And one of the other reasons, of course, is because of our, actually our expectation today of what a marriage actually is. You know, if you look through most of human history, a marriage really was a social contract. It was, it was a practical thing. It mm. was about two, two people. It wasn't actually to do with love particularly at all. That is true. You know, in fact, in many, in many societies or areas of society, you didn't get your love in your marriage. You'd have somebody else who provi provided that. But your, your marriage was like a political contract or a legal contract that gave you stability and security and certainty mm -hmm. so that you could bring up children, you could own property, you could do all, the, all those sorts of things. So this blending of, of not only a marriage providing all of those things, a legal framework for you to live your life, but also a, an emotional framework where you got the love that you wanted and the intimacy and the connection with another person. We've mixed those two things up together, I should say. And it's a good thing, mm -hmm. but it adds a whole new layer of complexity to what, and, and really not just complexity, but expectation. People that these days, they don't just want a marriage where it's, you know, they've, they've got a house together and a, a family together and, and, and a career or a business and, and food coming in and someone, you know, the practical things. They want the love. They want the connection, the intimacy with another person. So that brings a whole lot of stuff to a, to a, to a marriage that means we really have to deal with it in a, in a different sort of way. Mm. And the other big reason most people struggle, or it's not where they would like to be, is whoever taught us how relationships work, really? Nobody. We might pick up a book here and there when things start going wrong. That's the first time we start wondering, well, how do I make relationships work? But no one's really told us how they work. And so what show have we got of, of, of making them run smoothly, if you like? And not only haven't we been taught how to make a relationship work, but what we know, what we think we know, so much of it is wrong. You know, we've got all of these ideas that we've heard from, from our friends or family or whatever about what a relationship is and what it involves. And most of those things are wrong. In actual fact, I want to pick you up on one thing you said that I, that I think is quite controversial. You said marriage takes a lot of work. But the thing is, it doesn't need to. A marriage doesn't need to take a lot of work, but but we all have this belief: oh, relationships difficult. You've got to work hard. It's you're going to have rough times, and all of those sorts of things. But a clue is to that to why that's not true is if you think back to the early days of your and your listeners think back think back to when you first got together with the person you're now married to or you're in a relationship with. Was it a struggle then? 
were you in that relationship going, oh, I have to make this work and this is really hard work and everyone knows it's difficult and we've got lots of problems and no relationship's perfect? I don't think you were thinking like that. Most And most <laughs> people, when I ask this, they go, no, of course, we were just having a good time. Things were great. I didn't, we didn't have any problems. And if sure. we had any miscommunication or, or um, you know, little disagreements, well, we just got over it. And we, we got back to him, and it was such a wonderful time. And people are trying to recreate that, and they should recreate that, and it's what they can have again, but you need to know what you were doing that actually created that in the first place. And most people don't realize and, and don't know what they were doing, but they were just doing it. And they think, oh, I can't, it can't be like that again, because, you know, relationships, they get become stale, and, you know, you have to, it can never be like that. But it can be, because there is a certain group of people in, society a small group who do have great relationships after 30 years they act like they still met each other yesterday they've still got a fantastic relationship yeah. and it's not a question that of, of luck it's a question it's they're doing something differently they're operating their relationship in a different way to what most people are and most of the time they don't know what they're doing differently but they're not doing all of the things that everyone's been told that you have to do that you have to work hard on it and you know you have to work through your problems and that's of course why I've called the book Uncounseling because the subtitle is why working on your problems and talking about them doesn't work and what you should do instead <laughs> I'm sure most people would say <laughs> most people would say you know if I really think about it the more I talk if we if I have problems in my marriage we talk about it we go to counselors we try and work on the problems we try and sort it out but things somehow don't really get any better. It's just always a struggle. Mm. And it's because those are the wrong things to do. They weren't the things you did when things were going well. And it's and it's, it sounds a bit uh, contradictory or um, counterintuitive, but it is because the way you heal your marriage, the way you create and, and transform your relationship and build your love is not through focusing on what's wrong with it because that's not what you did when you started out and it's not the way you should carry on. <laughs> okay, so we got to unpack all that. That's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> so, yeah, so sorry to throw all that at you once, but <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. awesome, actually. I, well, so, so there's there's few things. I mean, you talked about like all the pressures and 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 how like we are taught stuff. And you're right. Like you know, we everybody, especially today, more than ever, uh, you in the movies, you know, about relationship, what should go, what how it should be, your friends, you know, input this, that, the other, the parents' input, uh, financial stuff. There are pressures. You need to have this. You need to have that. All these things are kind of like you know becoming like the trends. This is how you're supposed to do it. I mean, we and we talk about marriage. I mean, it's the same thing about raising kids these days. It's the same thing about business. A lot of things are being kind of almost. In a way, it's manipulated because it's just a uh, a campaign for sure on a particular yeah. you know style that they you know that you're being driven towards, and it creates those things like oh well like for example simple thing I mean do I wear a ring? Do I wear a ring? Right? You're supposed to wear a ring, right? <laughs> Who says you're supposed to wear it? It's it's a tradition. Why that tradition happened? Well, you know we got to make some industry happen, right? <laughs> so there's some things. Yeah. Does that really the ring made the commitment? You could take the ring and do all kind of crazy stuff, right? And, and that happens all the time. The ring is not really what, but it is part of what society knows today. Uh, and just an example, right? There's so many things. Now, I know you said about when I said about the work, you know, that you have to put in relationship. Uh, the reason I said that is because the work doesn't have to be bad work. It's not like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 your relationship. I mean, you said it the best. 
you start, you're like you're in love, you're having fun. And I'm not talking about to your point in history, it was not all you can marry and then you kind of get fall in love later. Uh, that's how most of the if you did, I mean, mm. that was the, in history and in, in all cultures, it was kind of like that, that kind of thing. It was just to your point is you marry because you have to be married. Um, now it's different, and there are certain like almost expectations by everybody in your family, your friends. And, and my, listen, I have a daughter, I have a son, and they're young, and they already know all the stuff that how they're supposed to be. <laughs> you know, they already told like what to do and how to do it and what should what what is the real way to do it. But there's no real way because everybody has a different way. You know, you, you hear about like, sometimes like, we, I have this discussion sometimes people like, well, I, well, I can't get married. Why? Well, I need uh, to do the big wedding. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need a diamond ring. I need this. And But you, do you love your person? Yes. Are you cool with that person? Yeah. Do you want to live with them and have a good time with them? Do you need all that stuff? <laughs> you know, that could be just sometimes just because of that stuff, things go bad. We don't agree on the on, on the marriage place, uh, the whole, the food, this, that. It could be a lot of different things. So it's crazy. Uh, it starts from the beginning. But but you're right. Before all that, nothing happens. I mean, I've, I've known people that have dated for years, and then they marry, and then they divorce two months later. <laughs> you live with each other. That's the other thing. Like you, you, you have a great time. And the minute that you get married... It's like the word changes, but what happened? There's, it's just a paper. It's just a, <laughs> a document that you sign technically, and a commit. It's a commitment, but the commitment you had already. So, so, and then there's also the struggle about financials, you know, and and you know who gets what, and so people are already like worrying about it. Like you're thinking about all that stuff before you get in, and now you're almost observing these little things because you're like watching. Well, what happens is this. So there's no there's, there's supposed to be a trust factor, uh, trust factor in between the two the, the two individuals. It's supposed to be a lot of you know supporting each other in every way and shape because sometimes you're going to have difficult times, right? So so it's it's amazing because I mean the stuff you said is is people are watching right now are listening. This is not something new. You we all know this, yet we somehow fail it. And I think you and I we had this discussion before. I, I cruise a lot, so there's always a marriage show, <laughs> love and marriage show. And the love and marriage show is they, they pick like three couples, one that is newlywed, one that has been mid-age, you know, mid, mid like, you know, 20 years, 25 years marriage. Then they pick the oldest marriage, <laughs> or, you know, couple. And and the, the, the oldest, the better, uh, the better. I mean, and, and it's funny because they ask the same questions. And you can see a discrepancy between like the different groups in just how they know each other well, how they actually remember everything, how their relationship, and how they actually work in and manage their relationships over time. And you can see sometimes the new ones, they're not synchronized well. <laughs> Yet they're the ones who actually are probably in the most loving relationship. The mid the mid guys, they're 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 there, they have kids, they're working. And the eldest, you know, couple is the one that actually got it down back to a science. They already know what to do, how to do it, and they made it. I mean, I've seen people actually married 60 years plus. Uh, you know, in those shows. And it's awesome. And when you see it, it's like, wow. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, they, they ask, like, what make, made you do this? Like, she's always right. <laughs> I mean, that was just one of the, the answers that, that make everybody laugh. But but really, it's just, you know, obviously, I know that it's not how it works. But the fact is, it's somebody is taking that, right? And the approach is, is just give and take. It's it is a lot. Like, to your point, it's having, being in love, being the same way you were every day. It's just a new day. And you keep that, that relationship that but that's not how everybody gets it, though. It doesn't work that way in real life. It's unfortunate. So I know in your book, you've unpacked that and you've given some tips. And there's like, you know, the the, the six, you call them the six commitments. 
Right, that's the rule. So, so yeah. let's talk about the six commitments. How, what, what? I mean, obviously, commitment word is big, right? So, what are those six things that that real that will make the people in the best way and shape and form in their relationship, um, and 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 avoid any counseling or any further stuff? Because you, to your point, you can counsel yourself, <laughs> you know, by by just making sure you work on things before they happen and and be in agreement in a lot of things. So, what's your advice there, and what are those commitments? Well, the commitments come down to um, one thing, really, and I, I'm not going to go through all of them because they require a bit more explanation. But but the the, the reason I came up with um, these six commitments is because everybody thinks about marriage as a commitment. You know, you say, I'm committed to my marriage. and But what are you actually committed to? And if I was to ask somebody, if I ask that question, what do you, you say you're committed to your marriage, but what does it actually mean? What are you committed to? And they'd say, well, I'm committed to my wife or my husband, or I'm committed to loving them, or I'm committed to, to making it work or whatever. But the problem with all of those sorts of commitments is, firstly, they're a bit vague. And secondly, they're very much a commitment to somebody else. And the problem is when you commit to somebody else is you're giving away your power and you're basically saying, I'm, I'm just going to give to you what I think I should give you. And I'm also giving it to you irrespective of what you think. And, you know, one of the biggest problems that I have is when, say, or that I deal with is people, when they're having problems in their marriage, one of the pers- one of the people um, is saying, I'm really committed, I love you, I'm committed to our marriage, I'm, I'll do whatever it takes, I'll never let you go, um, you know, all of those sorts of things. And the other person is saying, well, the reason we're actually having problems is because you're not really listening to me. You're not really considering what I want. You're not making me feel good. And you t- and you telling me all of the things that you're committed and how you feel, that's about you. That's not about me. This is the other person. So what you have to do when you look at it, look at commitment is you have to define what you're actually committed to. And the thing you need to commit to most of all, and this is what the six commitments really sum up you need to commit to being the sort of person that your husband or wife would want to be married to Mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to so instead of you trying to change their mind and and be upset if you have problems and uh, try and fix things you need to say i need to commit to myself to being the best version of myself that i can be because when we got together who they fell in love with really was and who I fell in love with as well was the essence of who they are. Now, I mightn't have known them that well when we when we got married, but I but I fell in love with the essence of who they really are. So if you want to your husband or your wife to be attracted to you, which is what you need if you want to keep your marriage strong, is you need to be the essence of who you are so that they can they can continue to connect with the essence of who you are because when you love someone else, you love the essence of who they are. That's what you first fall in love with. So you need to commit to yourself to be the best version of yourself so that whoever you're with is going to want to be with you. You know, you can't change their mind or talk them into doing something they want to do. All you can do is make yourself, is make them want to stay with you, to want to be with you. And all of the things like lack of communication, arguments, all of those other problems, when you've got someone who doesn't want to do those negative things, then you're not going to have them in your marriage. 
just like you did in the early days. You didn't want to argue. You didn't want to disagree. If you had a misunderstanding, you wanted to find out what the other person was thinking. You wanted you wanted to really understand. And you, you didn't need to do any communication course to find out. You'd ask them, so what do you mean? I, I, I'm really not sure. But you were also being your best version of yourself. You were being attractive. And most people, when they come into, and this is why talking about problems doesn't really help. And working on your problems doesn't really help because what's that got to do with attraction? How much fun is that? <laughs> and one of the things I say in the book is whatever you focus on, you're going to get more of. And that's the law of nature. Whatever you focus on, you get you get more of and it grows. So if you're going to focus on problems, if you're going to focus on what's wrong, if you're going to focus on being unhappy and, and um, not listening and not being fun and all those sorts of things, then that's what you're going to get more of. You're going to get more problems. So the commitment comes down to saying, essentially, I am committed to being the best version of myself, which means being my most attractive, being a great communicator, and being someone who's not afraid. We talked about fear the last time we talked, I don't know if you remember. Yep. And so that, so that the person I'm with says, I want to be with this person and I don't want to talk about problems. We don't really have any problems. I can see how great they are and they can see how great I am. And we're just enjoying being together. You know, problems are a distraction. We don't need to have them. So that's really what I think the main commitment people need to make. But we've never been taught about this, have we? We've never been taught about, you know, we've all been taught, well, if you have a problem, you need to try and figure out the solution to that problem. And that's why most of the time that doesn't work, that approach. Wouldn't it be better if you could say, hey, we had a bit of a problem or we had a miscommunication or it doesn't matter. We, we still want to be with each other. We still live it, love each other. Let's get on with it and have fun. It's a lot simpler. So, so Liam, the, 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 we talked about some of the factors that that, that get people to, to this point, right, and, and all the influences. But maybe is there anything that in your, I guess, years of expertise here that you found that maybe people rush into marriage or relationships because they really didn't understand each other in the first place. I mean, maybe they they meet each other. Something was was there. There's a spark, and maybe it's intimacy, whatever. And then they just like rush into it, and then they don't even understand each other well enough. And then therefore they're in a marriage, and now everything is built off really. There's no foundation, and then ultimately yeah. the rest of it is just you, know, you, you can't build a, a skyscraper with no foundation. Everything's going to crumble. So, well, that's one of the things I talk about extensively in the book is that you can't build a cathedral made out of straw in a swamp. I love you know, that. you need to have the right foundations if you want to build something that is going to last. And the reason people rush into um, relationships or, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think we have this idea, I've got a whole chapter in the book on mistakes, what mistakes actually are. Again, we've been taught all of the wrong things about what mistakes are. Mistakes are great. They're learning experiences. They're how you grow. They're how you become a better person. They're a gift. And, um, I think one of the problems is it's not so much we we rush into relationships and, and well, the pattern often is we rush into a relationship and we try to make it work. And the reason we do that is because we're afraid. We're mm -hmm. afraid of not, of losing this relationship with this person. And the only reason we're afraid of losing that relationship with that person is because we don't think that we deserve anything better or that, so, or that something else better um, might not come along. So we just grab this, grab this person. So what what it's not about not you don't know the other person. You don't know yourself. You don't know yourself well enough to say, 
I don't need to be afraid of, and I don't need to settle for less than what I really want. You know, people say, oh, well, I married them because they were like, they were like 60% good enough. I thought, oh, you know, over, we, we can, everyone knows relationships are hard and you have to work on it and they're not perfect. So this person's good enough. And if we have problems, we'll, we'll, we'll just overcome them. But it's all based on fear. They're afraid that, and there might be other reasons for their fear that, you know, their family might say, well, you know, you can't give up on this relationship. They might feel like they're a failure if they don't carry through with the relationship. But these are all fears and misunderstandings about who they are. If they thought, is this the right relationship for me? If it's, if, if it's not, there's a better one around the corner. I'll wait for that. And I might, and, you know, that's just the way it is. And if anyone else has a problem with that, about what I do, that's their problem. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of what other people think. So if people took that approach, then, then probably a lot of the relationships wouldn't get formed in the first place, because you're right, you know, a lot of my work with people has been, they come to me and say, I really want to fix this marriage. And when, it doesn't take me long to realize it's another one built on a swamp out of straw. And they've been trying to build something out of it for 30 years sometimes. It's just the wrong relationship. I've got a whole chapter in the book about how to know whether you're in the right relationship for a start. And many, you know, most people don't understand how to do that. I mean, but it is all that. based on a fear. You know, and this is the tragedy is that when people are in the wrong relationship, firstly, they don't realize it. And secondly, they're too afraid to leave it because of all of the all of the negative connotations to ending a relationship that have been created throughout society. You know, as I say, about being a failure and something wrong with you. You know, you didn't work hard enough. You gave up and everyone knows marriages for life and all of those sorts of things. And those things, those sort of things don't really help people. But you can you can um, help yourself a lot if you work on yourself first to say, I'm not going to get myself in that situation. I don't need to get myself into that situation. I will wait for the for the for the right person, and I'll know who the right person is based on not just how I feel, but my knowledge of who I am myself, and therefore what I need in somebody else to complement me to to give me a happy relationship and a happy life. So, Liam, thank you. Does that you answer that. the question? Yeah, it does actually. But but <laughs> I, that takes me back to to something you said. People don't understand themselves well enough to start with. So 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 yeah. what what should someone watching right now you know to 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 look for what would they look for right now in themselves to try to understand I mean because it's almost like you have to dig deep down and say like you know what are my my cues what I'm supposed to really be doing here and and, and so on and so forth are there any guides that we can or guidances that we can give people to actually just at least have them reflect to see whether they they're correct they're proper, they have the right, you know, tools to actually even identify whether they can manage a relationship or not, what type of relationship and who that person may be. Okay, well, there's only really two things, or two main things that you need to know. Firstly, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel good? Mm -hmm. What feelings do you like to have? Are you somebody who likes to be out there doing exciting things and with adrenaline pumping and, and, you know, variety, doing something new and different every day? Do you see yourself backpacking around South America and, you know, with, with, a, with a tin of baked beans or whatever you call it over there? <laughs> Is, are you that? Or, or would you, are you the sort of person who values security? You want safety, serenity. You, you'd rather be on a, a little plot of land somewhere growing some vegetables 
and having a couple of cows or some animals and just enjoying the same thing every day. Now, they're two extremes, but you have to know what sort of what feelings you want in your life and what sort of things give you those feelings so that when somebody else comes along, they need to match those sorts of they need to match your personality or what we call values, what's mm -hmm. important to you. And so many times that's not what happens. I know it's what's happened to me in the past. I've you know, been in relationships with people who had completely different values. They want, I'm the sort who wants to be out traveling and excited and doing something new every day. And, you know, I've been with people who, who didn't like that. And so that's the first thing you need to understand is, so that becomes like your filter. And when you really start to understand yourself, and work on yourself, work to understand yourself a lot better, that filter becomes natural. You know, you start to see people more clearly as to whether they really are suitable for you rather than just being caught up with somebody else. And that comes to the second thing you need to know, and that is what are your fears? What are you afraid of in your life? Are you afraid of not being loved? Are you afraid that you won't find the right person to have a relationship with? Are you afraid of what people might say if you do, do something? Are you afraid of uncertainty? Are you afraid of, um, you know, criticism? What are you afraid of? Because whatever you're afraid of is going to hold you back as well. And many times we enter into a, into a relationship and even a marriage based on our fears. We, we talked about this earlier. You know, I'm afraid that um, I've met this person and they're keen on me and I'm pretty keen on them. But if I don't carry through with this, I'll be criticized or I'll be on my own and alone and I'll never find somebody else and I'll feel a failure and other people will tell me I'm a failure. So you need to know what all those fears are in advance and what you really need to do is start working on eliminating them. And I've got a whole chapter on the book which has got a process mm. on how to identify your, your fears and really get rid of them because, you know, if you operate based on fear, we talked about this in terms of how the brain works last time. But if you operate on fear, you're just going to be doing the wrong things. And that accounts for, I'd say, 99% of the struggle that people face in their life, including their marriage, is because they're afraid of, of the consequences of what might happen. And so those two things, know who you are, know what's, what's important to you, really work that out in advance. And secondly, say, what am I afraid of that's preventing me from just allowing the right person to show up in my life and allowing my life to unfold in the right way and knowing that everything's going to be great and pursuing my goals, pursuing my dreams, pursuing what I want to do rather than worrying about what other people think or what I think or what what might go wrong or what expectations I should have. Well, thank you, Liam. But so, so let's say someone listening to you right now. I mean, I, I, I'm more coming over myself. Great. I know my values and I need to find someone with the same values, right? Got to be a perfect match. But now the question is, you meet people and sometimes there's a facade. There's, you don't really know the people sometimes until you live with them. <laughs> so, so, so how do you kind of counteract that? Like, how do you work against that? Because you, you're not going to see that. I mean, is there something to like a probe system <laughs> that you can do a discovery kind of concept? I mean, I know people date sometimes, but yeah. even if you date, you're not going to potentially know what to look for because people can be deceptive sometimes and, or without any reason, they may not be intentionally deceptive. They just, you know, they're showing like everybody's looking good the first time, right? Everybody's like being at the best and, you know, you can gauge people and you know i see you i like you you love me whatever all those things happen and then then people try to always be the best in their best behavior 
uh, because they still want the relationship. To your point, they're afraid. They don't want to dismiss that relationship. And so they're just trying and putting all these little phony type of personalities or situations. And then you, and you fall into that trap. You know, let's say I, I am perfectly aware of me and I'm expecting certain things, but then that person is really not who they were stating or demonstrating that they were at the time where we were just having that initial engagement. So how do you tackle that out? What advice would you give to people? Well, again, you've got to, you've got to dig in to, under the hood, down to the <laughs> foundations and say, <clears throat> what's causing that behavior? And it all comes down to fear. Because what's going on? You, when you're in a relationship and you go, oops, I wasn't aware of this person's, um, now that I'm getting to know them a bit better, um, there's things I, I don't like about them. And there's things I'd like to change. So the question is, if you look at that relationship, what is stopping you from saying, is this the right relationship for me or not? Mm -hmm. Asking that question and being honest with yourself. And if and what's preventing you from saying and looking at that person and say, look, we've been together six months, we're married, we've been together three years, um, we've been together five minutes, whatever it is, I, I don't think this is working for me. I don't think this is the right relationship. I, I didn't, I understand now a bit better about who you are and a bit, bit better than I am. And being completely honest, this isn't the right relationship. So what we need to do is end it. Mm. Now, what would, would prevent you from doing that? Fear. You're worried. Oh, I can't do that. What would people think? What, what, what would happen to my finances? What would happen to all of this? So, and I'm not talking about just giving up on a relationship when you know when you have a little misunderstanding. Or, but people know, or they should know, if they do this work on themselves about understanding who they are, which is why it's so important. Mm. Whether that you'll start to become much more aware of whether your life situation is really right for you. And that can be not only in your marriage, it can be in your career or your business or in anything else you're doing. You start to, coming back to my other work, using your brain the right way, getting a different awareness that this is not the right situation for me. I need to end it. No hard feelings. It's just the way it is. The only thing stopping you from doing that is fear, as I say. But that is the right decision, or it could be the right decision. If deep in your heart, you are being, you know you're in the wrong relationship and you can only really uncover that when you start to do some work and start to get rid of your fears. When you know that, then the right thing to do is end that relationship. And you know, one of the really interesting things that I found, because a bit like that TV program you were talking about, I've done a lot of study myself on what's the difference between people in a great relationship and people who are struggling in a relationship. And the people who are in a great relationship, one of the things I noticed and generally it's subconscious, or it's all, almost always subconscious, they don't have a fear about that relationship. It's almost like they're there because, well, they are there because they want to be. And they have a degree of self-confidence and self-knowledge to say, you know, I love being in this relationship, but if we woke up one day, or if, if my husband or my wife woke up one day and said, look, this is no longer right for me, I'm sorry, I'd go, okay, well, it's, if it's no longer right, it's no longer right. And it's if it's and it's meant to be. It's meant to be that we end this relationship now, and I'll move on to another one, and I'll find someone better, and I'll I'll view this whole experience of being with this person as a wonderful gift and a wonderful time in my life. So there's no expectation, and that doesn't mean they, as I say, they drop the relationship at the instant something happens. It's the opposite because when you're in a relationship, because you really love being there, and you're not not afraid of being yourself. That's exactly who you are. You are yourself. You're not afraid to express yourself and how you feel. You're not worried about upsetting the other person. 
You're not worried about making a mistake. You're not worried about doing the wrong thing. And what happens then? You you have a great life and you're happy. Mm. And when you are having a great life and you're happy, what are you? You're super attractive to your husband or your wife. So the people in great relationships, they do this automatically. They they have this almost an unspoken feeling that we're here because we want to be, but hey, if it doesn't, if at any time in the future it's not working, well, we can move on. And ironically, that brings much greater commitment to that relationship because they're there fully in that relationship. They're there because they love it. They're not there because they're afraid that that it's you know the best they can do, and they're afraid of 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 not being in it. I, I love the way you broke that down because actually you're right. I mean, when a good relationship, you know it. You know, people are not afraid that. Listen, if something goes wrong, you know, we're okay to, to part. And almost it creates the reverse re- reaction that it never happens or yeah. it cannot happen because you're already like, you're, you're not worried about the relationship. I think that's the key. <laughs> you're in it, but you're not it worried about it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's all good. We're living the moment. We're enjoying it, but we're not worried about like what goes wrong. What if it goes wrong? If you're constantly yeah. thinking about it, I mean, to your point, you will create that. It's just unbelievable. But now I want to just to go back to people usually are, dating or just you know looking for the right person and we hear that i'm looking for the right one it doesn't matter what what male female doesn't matter and and the problem we're talking marriage but a lot of people are afraid to get into marriage in the first place so they're trying to figure it out and they're not into the discussion about the marriage and then when they because because that's the thing they're afraid to talk about it because at least in early stages but but when you you said that you shouldn't have, be afraid you have to ask right I imagine someone you go to to someone right now. People are listening, like you know, I don't know if I can do that. You go to someone's like, "Hey, listen, I'm looking for someone to marry. <laughs> let's let's see, are we gonna be a match? I mean, people are not gonna go do it that way because it's it's almost unheard of. But but almost it sounds like that's the way to go. I mean, like you know, I'm serious. You know, I'm looking for someone for a serious you know relationship. We have attraction. How this is gonna work? I mean, this this is how you know my expectations are and things like that almost like putting everything on the table but that's not how the real life works i mean people are always kind of afraid they kind of again they put all these these little barriers they want to test the waters they want to see how it is and a lot of time before actually a marriage commitment is even made or the decision of of entering into a marriage relationship because you have the 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 and people sometimes they don't even get into it, period. They don't marry. They just stay because they feel that that's a safer way. It doesn't work, I'm out. Same concept, except without a, without a paper to document it and, and a financial yeah. you know, uh, aspect. So that's amazing how that plays. But but you're right. I mean, if someone really is, is confident about themselves and know what their values are, shouldn't be a problem to put, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. And and then you get to know that people. That person, well, I'm looking exactly for that person. And then now you see if it works. And frankly, the way I see is that people enter a relationship and it, it evolves. The relationship really evolves. And then you'll find yourself to a point where, especially if it works, you'll find yourself like you're almost thinking the same. I can think you finished the, the thought and, and that kind of thing. That's yeah. kind of that's how it, it winds up. At least in my experience, that's the concept. And it's mm-hmm. ideal. And, and again, uh, by the way, I'm talking to someone who's so like, well, maybe it works for you. I, I am on my third marriage, just so to some people know that, you know, but 20 years and the third one. So I can tell you something went right eventually. <laughs> but the idea is, to, but, but you know what I mean? So, so yeah. yes, I mean, so for someone that's like, well, who you guys talking about this? What, what do you know about this? We well, you know a few tricks. I mean, at least I, in my experience, I tell people like I'm on third one. Oh, really? 
Yeah, well, third one, third, third, third one is the charm, as we say, right? <laughs> you know, but it works. And it's not about that. It's really just about finding someone that you actually have not only chemistry, but the idea that, you know, I can I can I can see the, the expectation of the person. I know what they 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 need, what they what what ticks, what doesn't, and stuff like that. And it kind of almost becomes like you become a one unit, literally. And that's not an easy thing, but it works. And, and to your point, the first thing is that you're not worried that that is going to end. That you don't even think about that, but and you're willing and ready that if it happens, it's going to happen. You're not going to do anything about it because so then that's kind of removed from the equation. And so so what would you tell to people before? When they're in that discovery phase, um, you know, to like really put it down on the table, like, you know, hey, I know, like I, I discovered my values. Is there a way to actually break that down to to your other counterpart? <laughs> well, I, I think the biggest, one of the biggest issues is, and, and you mentioned everybody does this a certain way, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think part of the problem one of the major problems we have in society is that everybody, because everybody is doing something in a particular way, we all think that must be the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, and it's not just marriage and relationships, it's um, finances, it's mm -hmm. your career, you know, things like goal setting. I, we talked a little bit last time about goal setting, but it's really interesting. If you go, the, the average personal development seminar um, where people where people go to learn how to make money or whatever, the success rate, the acknowledged success rate is between two and three percent. In other words, two to three percent of people who do who, who do goal setting and personal development succeed in achieving their goals. Now you'd have to say, you know, if you went to a heart surgeon and said, "What's your success rate for heart operations?" and he said two percent, <laughs> you're going to say, "Well, you're a useless heart surgeon, aren't you?" <laughs> And, and you say, but, you know, that's the industry standard. You say, well, there's something very wrong with heart surgery. It's completely down the wrong track if there's only a 2% success rate. We've got to try and fix that. We've got to do, try and do something differently. But when it comes to relationships or our career or anything else, we just say, well, even though there's a, a vast majority of people aren't succeeding, they aren't getting what they want, whatever they're saying still must be right. But it, it, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? So I think we need to... And this is what I'm trying to do in the book and what I've been trying to do in my own podcast and my coaching programs that I've been doing for the last decade plus is try and show people that just because everybody says something's a certain way, if it doesn't work, then it's pointless. You've got to find out what does work. And one of the things to answer, really come back to your question about how do you know, you know you're getting into a relationship and what do you do and how do you figure out whether it's the right one? You need to take away that whole question as to, really is this the right one because what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure it all out with incomplete information and it's a bit like trying to set a goal and saying where you want to be in five years and you have no idea where you want to be in five years and where you're going to be is probably somewhere completely different to where you think you're going to be but it's the same with a relationship instead of trying to figure figure it all out in advance what you need to do is work on yourself and and say I need to understand who I am, what I really want out of my life, and what's what fears are stopping me from being myself. Now, if you just put your focus on that, one of the things you do when you get rid of the fear of being yourself is that you allow yourself to do the to to act in a free way. So you don't go into anything trying worrying about is this the right decision? Have I got all the facts right? 
Have I analyzed everything? I need to make sure this is the right decision. You trust yourself because you know that things are going to work out the right way because you don't have a fear about what's going to happen about things going wrong. So you just go, and it doesn't mean you 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 go blindly into things, quite the opposite. That means you hold back and say, well, I don't think this is quite right just yet. So we'll just have fun. Maybe we'll move in together or maybe we'll see each other or whatever. We don't need to get married and and whatever it is, because here's the other thing. There is no standard um, formula or what a marriage needs to look like. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different relationship. Everybody has different rules. And you can have your own rules. You don't need to live by the rules of what society says, which is you have to do this and you always have to smile and you have to last till the end of your life being married to this person and all these things. These are all just ideas that we've been given, expectations, which if, from a marketer's point of view, you mentioned right at the beginning, beginning is a great way to keep people feeling unhappy because you can never live up to all these other expectations. You can only create your own expectations as you go along. So, so instead of having any, expect, the only expectation you should really have is I'm going to do the right thing in my life, even though sometimes it might be a mistake, it'll still be the right thing. And my life's going to turn out fine and I am going to meet the right people. And if this person turns out to be the wrong person, then they're just a stepping stone on the way to finding the right person. We need to get away from this idea in general, and this is what my broader work about the brain is as well, of relying on our thinking brain to try and figure out for us what our life should look like. And that's it'll never do that. And it's the same with relationships. And that's why when you get into a relationship and you you think you've figured it all out, but what are you really doing when you're figuring it out? You're worried. The only reason you're trying to figure it out is because you're afraid that you might make a mistake. But if you know yourself and you know yeah, these are my values. Does this feel right? Well, it might feel right to today, but it might not feel right tomorrow. That's okay. So you can enter into that relationship and you can work on it. And if it doesn't work, then you move on to something else. You know, and one thing I say to people is, do you feel, if you know somebody who's in a, in a job, or have you been in a job and it didn't work out? Now, what did you say to yourself when it didn't work out? Did you say, oh, it's all my fault, my, this job didn't work out, I needed to work harder, I needed to try harder, I needed to learn a whole lot of new things, I needed to put up with, with a lot of it and just accept it? Or did you just say, it was no longer right for me? I realised it was no longer right, so I went and found another job. You don't, have, you don't think you're a failure for doing that. You don't think you're a failure if you've had 10 jobs. It's just each job felt like the right one at the, right, at the time, but it turned out that it wasn't, and then you learn from it and you move on to the next one until you found the right one. And we need to have that view, really, with relationships. Get away from this whole idea that every relationship has to last for 50 years till the end of our life, that every time we meet someone and we commit to them, that's for life, you know? And if anything less than that, we're a failure. And everyone's going to criticize us and we're going to feel bad and life will be a, will be bad for us if we if this relationship isn't the one, if this one doesn't work out. But who came up with that idea? It's not, I didn't see it written down in any, um, you know, law of nature to be like that. It's just an idea, a construct in our mind that we think this is the way it needs to be. But why? It doesn't need to be that way. So that's all, again, taking away from these fears. So as I say, this doesn't mean you jump into a relationship because when you do that, you are acting out of fear. You're hoping it'll work. But you can step back and say, maybe, maybe I need to go a bit more slowly or maybe, we'd, you know, I'll... I'll uh, we'll not see each other for a while or 
whatever it is, not to put so much pressure on yourself to make it be the one that has to work. Thank you, Liam. I mean, that that's actually, that answers it. And, and I think that is the key to, to making it because it, it's, it's amazing how we have been conditioned. I think that's the key word here is that the conditioning of society, of expectations, of like almost like pressure that you have in from all over the angle. And so then was, therefore you have to be in a certain way and almost sacrifice your own way uh, just to satisfy everybody else's. And I think that is an issue. And and to your point, I mean, I, I, I love what you said about it's all about you and making sure that it, you know, and the analogy that you made about work is excellent because we all have those examples in our lives where the job is not for me, you move on. And you don't need to stress, you know, there's always going to be a better opportunity. And maybe that's the one that's going to last forever. And again, and, and no shame in the game in that case, right? And so, and again, even religiously, you know, divorce is acceptable. Uh, in, in most of the religions, there's no there's no frown about it. It is it is permissible. And it's not, while it's not the one that you want, but to your point, if you enter in some engaged, you know, contract and, you know, all like just business contracts, right? You enter contract, there's a clause to actually terminate, you know, the contract whenever. I mean, there's a time frame, and then you can actually get out of that contract. So, so it is, it is an important piece. Now, everything that you mentioned is on our book, your book. Uh, it is coming up in the pre-published concept right now. It should be available. Uh, when do we should expect, you know, the book to come up? Um, well, I'm not sure, but but I actually have a website called marriageuncounseling.com. Um, if people go to that, you can actually sign up and you'll be notified when the book will be released. Um, but it's not too far away. But that's probably the, the best way to, if people are interested in, uh, in reading the book, which is, I think is pretty interesting. Well, it is. <laughs> um, they can go to... Yeah. to marriageuncounseling.com and yeah and i'll just let them know when it's when it's going to be coming out and i'll also be when I, uh, as a pre-release i'm going to be releasing a few interesting little bonuses with the book as well which i'm still working on to to really embellish and enhance and, and deepen the understanding of the ideas in the book so i think people will find those interesting too all right, we're looking forward to it. And I will put the link into the description of the show so people can actually go and get all the, the preview as well as the uh, the potential to know when this whole thing is going to happen and look for it. I mean, it is a book. I mean, at, at best, it's good to read and, and get some good insights to see like how your your current position, whether you're married, I guess, or not, it, it's still going to help you. If you're not married, I think that's going to help you decide if you're married. It may help you actually, you know, resolve anything and just move on and be happy, uh, whether with or without. And I think that's going to change the whole dynamics. Um, so that's it. Any any last advice for our audiences today? No, I mean, I think one of the things about um, about a relationship and a marriage is that it should be a place where you can be the best that you can be. That's the purpose of a relationship. And rather than be a place full of pressure and stress and problems, it should be the sanctuary in your life where you can retreat to, if you like, away. it should be the one place in your life that doesn't have stress and problems, that you can be with somebody who loves you for who you are and you love somebody else for who they are and you can blossom and be the best version of yourself. And that is the not only the beauty of a relationship with someone else or an intimate relationship, it's the purpose of it, is to make you a better version of yourself. So if you haven't got that, if you if it's not the sanctuary of your life, then you know maybe you need to change your approach or look at it something differently or learn what we've been talking about, about what's important to you and what you're afraid of that's preventing you 
from really allowing that to blossom. And when you do that, when you deal with the stuff that's going on inside of you, rather than trying to fix everything that's happening outside of you, if you fix what's going on inside of you first, everything else is going to change outside of you, including your marriage. And that's the way it works. It's not the other way around. And society is set up to try and get you to spend money fixing everything outside of yourself, you know, fix your health, fix your finances, go to another course, read it, do another whatever, um, go to marriage counseling. But that's the, the opposite approach. What you need to do is fix yourself first. And all of those things, as I say, they'll fix themselves. It's the way it works. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you, Ian. This was great, and I appreciate it, folks. Uh, this, I hope that you've you've enjoyed the show, and please do check out the podcast with Liam Nieden on the radio and our network, as well as let's look for the the I guess uh, the release of the book. And um, you know, we're all excited, and we will look forward to it. Um, Liam, thank you for being with us today. As always, it's a, it's a pleasure. And folks, we'll be talking soon. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We'll be talking soon, new day, new show, new topic, new guest. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.